welcome to the Alligator Podcast, where we break down the latest news from the University of Florida, Gainesville, and around the state. I'm Valeria Antonchuk at the Independent Florida Alligator. In this episode, we're taking a look at two new sexual harassment prevention measures coming to the University of Florida this fall, plus more top headlines in Gainesville and around the state you should know coming into the week. This episode was recorded on Saturday, July 10th at 8 p.m. Let's get to the news. This fall, the University of Florida is launching two new measures aimed at preventing sexual harassment on campus. Incoming students will be required to complete a revamped sexual assault prevention training, and a new app will be launched to help students and employees who need emergency and support resources. These changes, led by the Office for Accessibility and Gender Equity, are aimed at expanding education and resources around sexual harassment prevention throughout the UF community. The Alligators' Julia Cooper spoke to Makaya Seminera about the new program. Okay, can you just give us a little bit of an overview of this story? Yeah, so this upcoming fall, there's going to be two new sexual assault prevention measures coming to UF, one of those being a new sexual assault prevention training for incoming students, and then also a new app that will be accessible to both students and employees at UF who need access to sexual assault resources, and also um, it has a few tools on it, you know, that will help you protect yourself in dangerous situations. Great. And what are these trainings going to look like? Do you know? Yeah. So although I don't know the exact specifics of what the training is going to look like, um, it will be replacing the old trainings that were used at UF by the EverFi training system. And this new training for incoming students will be working on expanding its core tenets and kind of educating you about sexual assault more broadly. So that'll look like continuing the theme of understanding what consent means, whether that's, you know, looking at how drugs or alcohol can affect how you're able to give consent or even things like intimidation. Another core tenet will be identifying behavior that contributes to interpersonal violence. Um, It'll also be talking about incorporating bystander intervention, which is a new aspect of this training that Jessica Baker, who is the engagement and prevention coordinator at the Office for Accessibility and Gender Equity, said was a really great aspect of this new training. And then the last part is observing how personal identity and inclusion can affect your relationships with people. And are these new measures, obviously the app sounds like it'll be available to everyone, but are these trainings going to be required just for incoming students or is the whole student body going to have to retake these? Yeah, so from what Mrs. Baker told me, it'll just be incoming students who are taking these trainings. But as for future future trainings and things of that nature, it could be expanded. But at the moment with just this training, it's just for incoming students. So I know you mentioned the name earlier, but who do you see is at the forefront of this kind of push for these kind of changes on campus? I would say specifically within the Office for Accessibility and Gender Equity, it would be Jessica Baker, who is the Engagement and Prevention um, Coordinator. She was actually hired last year during the pandemic in the aftermath of a 2019 survey out of UF that had some very alarming statistics in it. One of those being that nearly one in three UF undergraduate females have experienced some sort of non-consensual sexual contact, whether that be by force or their inability to give consent. So the university saw the statistics amongst others that were in the survey, and they wanted to hire someone who their role is specifically to engage with prevention on campus. 
So that's where Jessica Baker comes in. And she also leads the Gender Equity Student Advisory Board, which consists of 19 students at UF. And I would say that's also another entity on campus that's kind of leading the way for these sexual assault prevention measures, because it's a group of students that all care about these issues and they're pushing for policy changes on campus. That's amazing. And then do you have any more specifics on the app? Yeah, this app, which is coming to fall, as I said, it'll be available to students and employees at UF, which I think is an important feature of it because it's not just for the students. This is meant to be accessible to everyone on campus. And it's from the University of New Hampshire's Prevention Innovations Research Center. So this is an app that is available to a lot of different universities, and we're kind of adopting it um, to use on our own university. I think a couple of the key tools on it that I highlighted was um, there's an option where you can send out your location via GPS to a couple of your contacts. If you think that you're about to be in, you know, an uncomfortable or um, an unsafe environment, you can just click this button and it'll send out your location to a couple of your contacts that you designated as, you know, being your emergency contacts. There's also a tool on it that's the time to leave tool. It allows the user to send his or herself a fake text or a fake call that allows you to kind of get out of the situation that you're in. There's also another function to the app called the Angel Drink. And it would have to be at a bar that is kind of partnering with UF in this sexual assault prevention measure. But if you tell the bartender, I want to get an angel drink, they know that the angel drink actually means I want to like leave because there's someone around me that is making me uncomfortable. And the staff at the bar will help you out and get you out of that situation in a safe manner. And aside from those tools, there's also, um, it's going to have a lot of different emergency and support resources that are either on campus or in the greater Gainesville area. So people can just go into the app, find the resources they need rather than having to look things up and kind of perusing through all these different websites to find the info that they need. Great. Um, And what's that called or where can students find that app? Yeah, so the app um, has not been released at UF, but the overarching website is USAFE US. So I'm not sure exactly what the app is going to look like at UF because there may be changes to it, but that's kind of the larger entity for it. Okay, thank you. And then is there anything else that you feel that's really significant about this story that people should know about? The main focus of both of these initiatives is to work towards prevention. It's not really measures to react to situations. It's measures to stop them from happening in the first place, which is a great first step when it comes to, you know, approaching the issues of sexual violence and sexual assault. So this is just a new focus, I think, at UF, and hopefully, you know, it will be successful. Okay, great. Thank you so much for all the information. No problem. Thank you. That was Julia Cooper and Micaiah Seminera from The Alligator. As always, you can find the full story at alligator.org. A proposal for a new grocery store in East Gainesville leaves some community members feeling left out of the decision-making process. Lucille Lanigan reports the proposal was supposed to address the pressing need for a grocery store in East Gainesville, where Walmart is the only grocery store and many residents live in areas designated as food deserts. A real estate developer proposed Bravo Supermarket, 
a small food chain designed to cater to the needs of customers living in food deserts at a June 17th Gainesville City Commission meeting. The city offered a $3.3 million loan in tax money to open the store and is welcoming developers to submit a proposal for the grocery store within 30 days allotted by the city commission. In a proposed partnership with UF, Bravo has also been offered as a space for classes for UF students, as well as a place to teach minority and disadvantaged contractors how to do business with UF. Some community members and activists in East Gainesville expressed concern about the proposal and its partnership with UF, seeing it as gentrification. Many people in the community say they would like to have more input and involvement in the process, or to see a grocery store centered around a community model. In more Gainesville news, a new downtown cafe allows guests to play with cats while getting their caffeine fix. The Feline Good Cat Cafe opened up on June 21st at 201 Southeast 2nd Place near the Hippodrome State Theater. The Gainesville Cafe has a coffee bar on the first floor and a separate room for guests to play with adoptable cats from the Humane Society of North Central Florida. The second floor is a lounge and study space with tables and couches. Joelle Wittig reports the collaborative effort makes the adoption process easier. The cat room, which has a maximum capacity of 10 cats, even includes a QR code for an online adoption application. Find these full stories and more at alligator.org. In more state news, we have the latest numbers from the Surfside building collapse, which occurred on the morning of June 24th. As of Saturday, July 10th, the death toll of the partial building collapse has risen to 86 people. As the recovery effort continues, the Miami Herald reports there are still potentially 43 people missing. Officials are still working on making the list of people missing as accurate as possible. Officials also say the recovery operation has been moving at a quick pace, especially following the demolition of the remaining portion of the building. Still, massive amounts of debris remain to be cleared. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, follow the podcast on Spotify and check back for new episodes out every Sunday night. You can also keep up with the latest news from The Alligator on Twitter at The Alligator and subscribe to our newsletter at alligator.org. I'm Valeria Antonchuk and this is The Alligator Podcast. Have a great week.